Welcome to BNB Books and Banter, a podcast where we are currently reading through Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive. This is Linda. And I'm Sarah. We're currently reading the first book, The Way of Kings. We're back with chapters 31 and 32 as we stroll down memory lane with Kaladin. Chapter 31, Beneath the Skin. Sounds creepy. <laughs> is it metaphorical or literal? Gotta be metaphorical. So There is a reference to drawings that are literal. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Alright, so bas- let's do let's do a quick recap. Basically, Liren is drunk and he's talking to Cal. Mm-hmm. And the thing I wanted to point out was he basically met his wife elsewhere and basically brought her to the small town and in doing so took her away from everything she's known or loved. According to Liren. Yes. And he feels immense regret. I think so with the death of the previous Bright Lord, like nothing goes the way Lyrian expects it to go because this current one is encouraging the people basically if he's willing to do the service for free then let him do it for free like mm. and it's they're basically trying to force Lyrian to use the spheres that was given or bookmarked for Kaladin's education yeah so they're basically trying the current bright lord is trying to flush Lyrian and his family out they're trying to ruin their hopes for their sons and at the same time make a laughing stock of them in the village. Yep. So I think Liren actually has a very good read on the Bright Lord in that he himself is not in a good place politically or whatever happened that resulted in him being assigned this little backwater. Mm-hmm. He's just taking it out on Liren because he has no other thing to influence. Exactly. Like, he's, to me, I think everybody's petty. But if you were in a place of high power and all of a sudden you were forced to be here in clearly what is a much lower social standing, at least, like, being exiled to the back country, like, mm. yeah. So he's just taking and venting. Yeah. To make himself feel like he's more important than he is, I'd say, as well. Because, like, what are the villagers going to do to him? He's much higher than them. Exactly. So that's where their situation is right now for Kaladin's family. It's deteriorated quite a bit. Um, Not that they were doing extremely well previously, like they were getting by. But now the way the Bright Lord is manipulating the situation, it's making it very difficult for them. I mean, already, we've talked about it previously, having this knowledge of you know, people being able to like fix broken bones or do surgery that saves lives already sets them apart. And they were already in this awkward spot where they're not nobility, but they weren't exactly lower class. Mm -hmm. So this whole situation is set to kind of explode. Yeah. And again, Cal is still thinking about whether he will wait it out and go to Carabranth or if he will join the army the next time the recruiters come around yeah like it's still in his mind like he hasn't fully made the decision whether he's going to go one way or the other yeah 
And the other event is, you know, as a mob, they wanted to rob Kaladin's family. Yeah, so they turn up and go, give us your money. And Lyrian goes and, you know, shines a light on them and said, okay, come take it. Come be- beat me up. <laughs> yeah, without the cover of darkness, knowing that I know who you are, do you still have the guts to do what you're doing? And they don't. Yes. It's a lot to be said about, you know, being able to do or doing, committing crimes, knowing that you can't be identified and that you could potentially get away with it. Yeah. I mean, they were all gung-ho for it when they thought he didn't know who they were and they couldn't see each other's faces. Exactly. It's amazing what, you know, confronting someone face to face and say, I know who you are, come do it. (laughs) Yeah. It's unfortunate. I wonder who decided to try doing that. Yeah, who was the ringleader? Yeah, who was that also another suggestion from the Bright Lord? I don't know if we'll find out. I don't I don't know, but we know who the mastermind behind creating this scenario is. So Yeah. There is one other interesting little piece in the chapter. Um and that is in reference to Cal's mother, in that it's unusual that she knows how to read. Yes. But I think that's kind of to be expected. We know she's not local. So wherever she comes from, women knowing how to read could be typical. Because we know the when Shalon was, you know, at that mer- the book merchants, it was the wife who technically could read the titles to get the books, right? Yeah. So that's the thing. So far, especially among the higher classes, the light eyes, it's... The women who know how to read and write, the men don't. But in Cal's instance, he knows how to read and write. His father knows how to read and write and his mother does as well. But his mother is unusual for her standing in society to know how to read and write. So what point does it flip? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? Like They should be able to figure out the diagrams of the human bodies. I mean, the knowledge is so specialized too. Yeah, I can't imagine that there's a, or maybe maybe this is how it goes. Maybe there is a woman who literally reads all the textbooks out to all the students. Mm-hmm. That just makes no sense because if you are individually studying, you're trying to memorize all the different names and stuff. That kind of sucks. You can't study unless you have a woman sitting next to you. That is not to say that there may not be female surgeons. I don't know if there are female surgeons. Yes, we don't know that. We know there's female merchants, so... Yeah. So maybe the gender roles aren't as rigid as we think. It's only for the light eyes that they are. Yeah, is there anything else that's caught your attention? Uh, No, that was it. Cal's from an unusual family. Yes. And basically, the only other thing is, Lyran says, if you get out, don't come back. Mm-hmm. Don't come back to the small town. Yep. He basically wants them to go somewhere big, where you cannot be... Where he'll be respected. Yeah, where it's less likely he will be bullied by the local lord. Yeah. Now, we do know that Cal gets out, but I don't think his path is quite what Lyran had in mind. Yeah. All right. Chapter 32, Side Carry. Mm. So this chapter title explains itself, I think. 
Yep. Because they've been practicing side carrying in previous chapter. <laughs> but we do have a um, quote again. They lived high atop a place no man could reach, but all could visit. The tower city itself, crafted by the hands of no man. Fanciful tale of romance from the third century. Is likely a valid reference. <laughs> and there is a note to see someone else's translation. So, again, it's a scholar's reference yeah. to something. But this, this time it comes from a story that they think has some real facts in it. Mm-hmm. Probably the terror city mentioned. Yeah. The scholar anyway thinks probably thinks it may be a real place. That's what I'm reading into this. Yeah. So we have a city, a tower city. That was not crafted by the hands of man. So are we talking about technically it sounds like we have different races, so I guess none of the races crafted? Or is there something we don't know? We don't know at this point. Because it also says that it's a place no man could reach, but all could visit. Let there be flying birds. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. Um, so there has to be some kind of magic that happens that you need assistance with in order to get to this tower city. Yes. Bum, bum. But yeah, so we're still with Kaladin. But this time, we're with Kaladin in the present time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so basically Kaladin at the start of the chapter wants to get more bridgemen. Yes. Because they are down quite a number. Yes. And it turns out that Gaz has been giving the bridgemen to everybody basically except bridge four. Yes. Regardless of how I guess, uneven, the deployment of the troops are. Like, Gaz just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And his excuse is that they barely lost anyone on the previous bridge run, even though they're only at 30 members. Yeah. And the funniest part of this is he picks the one-armed Herdazian when he had the choice of anybody. Yes. <laughs> because because... He, just, he just says, you want me? <laughs> yeah, he showed a little bit of spark in them. Yeah. I think Kaladin chose well in that the kind of team he's trying to build here, he needs his men to be alert or like he needs them to be there, to be present. Yeah. To at least want to live. Mm-hmm. And the guy especially he's so funny. He's like, You are only picking one. That means one man gets to be special. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's like, What's a bridge crew? <laughs> By the way. <laughs> This guy no has idea what no I idea what he's signing up for. No, absolutely not. Uh, and um, our new, our new crew or bridge member is called Lopin. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Lopin has joined the squad. Yes, and, and as soon <laughs> as he joins, what happens? But a bridge run, of course. So Kaladin has to scramble to think of something to give to Lopin to do because he clearly will not be able to participate in holding the bridge right. without any training. Well, that end, he like doesn't with one arm, right? He's one armed, and I think he's on the shorter side. And that's true. That's it's true. already very hard to balance the bridge. So yeah, he's not 
Yeah, he's not going to participate in lifting the bridge at this time. Right. And Lopin, being very, very resourceful, basically becomes like the water crew for Bridge 4. Yeah, so Kaladin basically told him to get some water skins, fill as many as you can, and then catch up to us. What Lopin does is turn that command into something better. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Lopin was right when he said, you want me. Yes. Yeah. And then now this is the practice is finally paying off, right? Ridge 4 is on this run and compared to like the other crews who are dropping exhausted every every time they've set the bridge in place, like his men are feeling good for once like they're joking they're getting water because they brought their own water yeah so yeah no it feels feels good i'm sure and like this is a long march eastward that they do it this is not a close plateau so the fact that kaladin's men can survive this long and feel okay is really a testament to the amount of work they're putting in now right and this is where it all goes wrong, right? So Kaladin- Well, it depends. I mean, it goes right according to Kaladin's orders at the time. Right. And for what Kaladin wanted, he did everything he wanted to do, which was keep his crew alive. Like, he's trained them Harvard. He's promised to, you know, keep them alive as long as possible and they're feeling the effects of it yes they thought he was crazy when he asked them to train the side carry right Mm -hmm. but that's exactly what gets them past the parshendi arrows and the unfortunate part is because they do so well yes because they use this the bridge correctly as a shield the Parshendi take note of this and say, well, there's no point in shooting arrows at them because they're just going to use the bridge to shield themselves from it. We're going to aim it at the more squishy people. The other bridges who are easier to pick off. And as a result, they lose far more bridges than they expect. Right. And they're also out of position because they're too far ahead of the rest of the army. Yep. And so Kaladin as realizes almost immediately after he sets the bridge and he looks around and he's like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. I've screwed up the army's tactics. Right. And if Kaladin had really wanted to stick one in like Sodeus and said, up yours, <laughs> he totally did that Yes, with this bridge run. But he... the best worst part was he wasn't trying (laughs) that's the thing kaladin was trying to survive and he was trying to make bridge four to survive the rest of the army did not fall under this plan because the rest of the army don't care about the bridge crews exactly so kaladin's only aim was for his own crew he should not have to think of the responsibility of everybody else because he's not given any information anyway right Right. Like, they expect the bridge crews to just do what they're told and not complain or rebel against them in any way because of the way they're treated. But then you have Kaladin coming along and actually thinking intelligently and 
thinking of ways it can be better. Yes, not just for himself. Not just for himself, but for the whole crew. Unfortunately, his plan worked so well that the rest of the army suffers because the army's plan hinges on the ridge crews just being the bait and taking all the arrows. The brunt of it, yeah. Yeah, that's, it's really, Sedeus fights a very bloody war, let's say that. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really care about people's lives. Yeah, it's but it's worse to hear that the markers for success, or the basis for the success is built upon necessary sacrifice. They know how much they are willing to lose. And they do it. Yeah, that's the unfortunate part. They make jokes about Dalinar using his slow bridges that don't involve using human life as bait because it's slower. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they already have a solution to not using human bridge crews, but they they won't use it because it doesn't matter to them. People don't matter to them. So, and I mean, Kaladin feels really bad about screwing up the army's plan. Because he knows, he knows he could suffer for it, but the rest of the bridge crew could suffer for it as well. Well, not only that, but the amount of lives that are lost because the strategy wasn't executed, too. Yeah, yeah. The fact that the other bridge crews tried to copy as well mm-hmm. and failed miserably. So, yeah. There's a lot that goes wrong. At least Kaladin understands what he did wrong and was able to get himself out of an immediate execution. That's true. He very, very quickly talked Gaz around. Saying that it could look like descent and that there was, they were planning a coup because he's right. He'd become so visible. Mm-hmm. And when they chose not to do anything about it, it looks like he had their permission or that they properly came up with it. But, I mean, the thing is, they've been practicing this. Everyone has seen them do this. Exactly. So, nobody intervened before. Exactly the issue. Mm-hmm. So, by Kaladin deciding that, okay, I won't say that you gave me permission for this, he's saving his own skin. Yes. By giving them by saving them, he saves himself. He's, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so we don't know what state Kaladin is at the very end of this chapter. Yeah, he's getting beat. That's for sure. Yeah, so they, they basically said you're not allowed to kill him, but you know. Yeah, because they need him to take the fall. <laughs> yeah. Living by inches. This is Kaladin's life right now. Yeah. He just can't get, take a break. Like, get a break. Yeah. You know what we're missing in this chapter? What? Sil? Sil. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that she's absent, like, it would indicate that she has no problems with what Kaladin's doing. Or she has no, yeah, she has no problems with it. She's not, she's not questioning him. Yes. Because she has been present before when he's been doing things. She's like, why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think this chapter just followed the flow of things. You know how sometimes life just... Kaladin doesn't get a quiet moment in here. Exactly. And if he had a second, right, then maybe that's when he gets to talk to Syl. Yeah, yeah. Maybe in his next chapter, because he's going to be 
nursing some injuries, I think. More than a little. More than a little. It's a good thing he saved up so much、um, medical supplies. It's a pity we don't know if there's any other doctors or surgeons in his crew. Yeah. Well, don't forget their crew is, I would say, barely bonded. <laughs> That's true. But I mean, he has, I think, pretty good men in his sub lieutenants.、Mm. Kaladin is not in a good way. Will we find out in the next chapter what state he's in? No. We're back with Shalon in chapter 33. If you enjoyed this episode, please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter or on Instagram at BN Banter Podcast. Again, that's BN Banter Podcast to get episode updates. If you extra love us, please leave a review wherever you get your podcast to help spread the joy.